I was in the audience watching the show. It was fantastic. And I was thinking to myself, why is he doing this? It occurred to me that he probably wanted to give some of us older people a chance to experience the performance of these songs by the guy that wrote them, maybe for the last time in our lives, and to give young people a chance for the first time in their lives, maybe the only time in their lives, to, to actually hear these songs by the person that wrote them. That really made me think of what it must have been like at a, at a performance in a, you know, in a park on a Sunday to hear Bach playing his work on a harpsichord. You know, it was pretty great. this week's one day was fab i'm ed chan and i'm lonnie pena i'm back yeah we're we're back again yeah, just like old times eh? <laughs> exactly we're <laughs> we're into part two of the space within us this is the film of the 2005 mccartney tour it was filmed for and by a and e it was released on dvd in 2005 and Blu-ray in 2008, and has been on YouTube, according to this little message here on the screen, since 2016. So hopefully it's not going anywhere anytime soon. No, and it, I don't believe it's streaming right now anywhere, but other than YouTube. Catch it while you can, folks. And so if you want to join us, we are currently at the 56 minute, 15 second mark. We see four quadrants on the screen. Paul is in the upper left that's right and this is a commentary by uh, the two of us <laughs> two of us within within us the space the within space us. within us no, it's not the u.s tour it's the space within us and we're actually meeting again this week in person it's amazing how these weeks fly uh, yeah pretty uh, i saw you last week now you're here now now week. i'm still here yes you know, one of these days you're gonna leave my house <laughs> you think <laughs> We're going to have to cook more food. <laughs> and then we'll be in Mexico City in uh, about you know six it. weeks. Yeah. Before you know it. We'll be doing an, another two-parter for you, folks. <laughs> we will do a live show after the show from Mexico City. Okay. You know, just like we did a little live stream with Kid O'Toole yeah, from okay. Orlando last year. I think you and I, after the show, you know, we'll have the computer with well, me. We're, we'll... we're going to sell tickets for that. Uh, <laughs> you want to be in the room, you're going to be tickets. All right, so cue yourself up to 56 minutes and 15 seconds. Here it goes, folks. We're on live. It tape's running. we got speed. The Decker family, Imlay City, Michigan. I'm sorry. I understand why they put this in there, but 
Now, who are these people? Just a random family? Well, it could have been Chen family. It could, it could, have, been could, it could have been the Pena household. Yes, exactly. How did they get to be like part of this? Oh, I'm sure they knew somebody, or they wrote something to MPL, or any of a number of things. But is he still, is he still singing in the same key? It's three generations, oh, okay. so that's the deal. I swear, he sounds better with age. There's been any influence in my life other than you know my my family and uh, my religion. Uh, it's been Paul McCartney. Oh look at us! Aren't we so cute? We got three generations. My friend had all four of the Beatles in that. Yeah. Sort of garden gnome. You see the McCartney oh, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah th those were like two foot cement tabletop things. Those things were heavy. But my buddy in Orlando, the one that we went and saw the yeah, show with, that Kit yeah. and I saw the show with, John Cole, who is actually the one that I saw my very first McCartney show with, the, the Dallas, Texas, 1990. Yeah. I've told that story many times before. Yeah. You, but you, you told your story about 76, and I've told my story about 1990. <laughs> Anyone who's listened to the show knows both of those stories by now. But uh, well, These folks are going to meet McCartney. Well, they don't know that they're going to, they're, they there's any better again. They better not let the cat at the bed again. More of the talking heads telling us, oh, you know, the great thing about McCartney uh, shows is the generational appeal, and you got people from everywhere. Why Bob Spitz? Paul is not a fan of... ...about what he's created to the point that it is supposed to be sophisticated. Cameron Crowe. He's on here a few times. Yeah, he's on here a few times, but anyway, he's a filmmaker, and he did a series for Showtime called Roadies. It's a really, really okay. fun series. It's a 10-episode series about the people behind the scenes, you know, the roadies and how, what it's like to tour with the band. And the fun thing about that is he actually created a fictional 90s band. A Hootie and the Blowfish style band. <laughs> Not only did he create a fictional band, he also like created a fictional discography for this fictional band. Well, he went all the way out. He went all the way out. You know, he actually wrote out the story of this band. It's a lot of fun. It was on Showtime. I believe it may be streaming on Showtime as well as one or of the other yeah, places. Okay. What's so, it called again? Roadies. Roadies. It's just called Roadies. Yep. Yeah. More of them actually setting up the stage. Yeah, a lot of behind the scenes. Yeah footage here, folks. Tom Hunyadi of Two Likes fame, uh, his day job is as a caterer, and he's been a number of years actually working at the arena as caterer for fans when they came in, and, and he, he has a number of stories about how it's great to go in, and at the beginning of the day, when you're starting prep, it's just an empty hall, and then you, you go in and out through the day, and you can actually see them putting together the stage. Okay. Does he get to meet the celebrities? Too? Sometimes. I get the show clock running, get everybody into their show mode, and uh, make sure everybody's in their positions. We get rolling, and then I'm there. Fixing a hole. Ooh, fixing you know, a hole. Uh, uh, everything during the show, make sure nothing goes wrong. I'm fixing a hole where the rain gets in and stops my mind from wandering. Another song that 
Paul just doesn't do. He did. He did it. I think one other time. Yeah, and I remember seeing this. He doesn't do it often. Yeah. It's another one that's kind of left his set list. And Paul's hair is getting a little bit disheveled. He's exerted himself quite a bit. Well, he took the fall in Tampa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that's not this evening. You can just teleprompt back there. And he is looking at his teleprompter. And he wants you to believe that he had two Hoffers with him. They showed the guitar rack and the the tech was putting up one of the other Hoffers. And we know he has at least three of them. Although he likes to use the real one. So, what's this story about them trying to find Paul's missing Hoffner? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, we know it's been missing since... 30 years. Since Get Back, Let It Be. But there's also been a number of stories that in the 2000s, well, after the show, but before the present day, that someone went to MPL and offered to sell it back to Paul... But they wanted too much money. Yeah, well, if it's a private collector, then, you know, they know where it's left. I don't know if maybe the guy sold it in the ensuing five to ten years, and they they really don't know where it is, or if they're just trying to put some pressure on. I need to consult a music video, My Very Face. <laughs> Uh, the clues. Japanese collector, yeah. Sure there's clues in this. <laughs> in the 90s and early 2000s, the word is that they were approached now. I mean, that was never confirmed, but... It's certainly making the headlines. Well, maybe they're willing to pay. Maybe they went before. Maybe well, Paul said, I gotta have it, get it. Paul is awfully cheap, you know? <laughs> He ends it with a little scat there, fixing a hole. It's always a nice tune to hear live whenever he plays. But he doesn't play enough. I think he plays as much as he can. I think you know. I'm just glad he's gone out on the road again. I I was really after Glastonbury and then in the ensuing months, I was thinking that he maybe he really was just going to quietly quit the road. Same here. I was like almost 80% confidence that he wasn't going to tour again. Yeah, and then, you know, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, here's Australia, and here's Mexico, and here's... That's why we're damn sure going to make sure that we're there in Mexico City, you know, because... Good point, good point. The rotating chaos in creation, where it reads the same forwards and backwards. Yeah, uh, showing different clips of billboards and freeway overpasses and overpass crowds coming into the arena what's amazing is that he changes it in such a way that it's a reflective who's the guy talking some guy talking uh, some some random professor they seem to have picked up it reminds me of Eric <laughs> Eric Idle from from the from the Ruddles you know please yourself university Who can we interview the society when we were young when we were middle-aged and when we were older and it's cross-cultural, it's cross-generational, it's an amazing event. Alright, he's, he's back to uh, playing a... A slightly more, slightly more common song, it's uh, Penny Lane. Go, 
Father and sons, they're back into family mode as far as the crowd shots go. It looks like uh, Abe is singing with him in the back. More Billy Joel. The horns are a little bit better, but they still sound kind of synthy. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's better than it was in the 70s and the 80s, but... He has his horn section. Nowadays, right. hopefully they're still touring with him. But I mean, he doesn't have a piccolo trumpet with him. I mean, that was the great thing about that White House show, where they had a live piccolo trumpet right. on Penny Lane. That was a show. There's a kid playing with his hands, pretending he's playing the horn. Playing the horn. But it's really. Wicks <laughs> on this little synthesizer keyboard. A guy who looks like, uh, yeah, he looks somewhat look, famous. <laughs> Don't know who he is, but notice that Wicks has the lava lamps with him. That's his tribute to Linda. Yeah, I noticed that earlier. Linda, back in the 89-90 tours, that was her thing. Another cute girl boogieing. Keep in on those camera angles. Right? <laughs> but, you know, again, not as... You, you, you go and you look at the Tripping the Live video, the Get Back video, Richard Lester found all the good-looking girls at all the shows. No family's there. It's like, either Paul told him, go get me footage of every cute girl at every show. But, you know, every audience member you see in Get Back is... It looks like, what's her name? Maria Schreiber. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> they must be in uh, Washington, D.C., uh, well, at at the time she was Mrs. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Paul didn't want to right. mess around with her. Right. I don't know why they keep going to the split screens. I mean, it, it's interesting, but it's a uh, well. That's it, the it, annoying it, thing about the show. All this audience stuff. This is the kind of way. He's Paul Paul talking about riding in a helicopter, which of course we. Cannot mention without going back to Shea Stadium. Oh, did you know that the guy who used to be one of the heads of Paul's road crews lived here in town for a while? I did not know. Ask Joe Biardi about him. Joe knows him pretty well. When was this? I guess about 10 years ago. Okay. I don't know if he's still here in town. Uh, an Indian fellow? I forget his name. Indian, was, Indian American. The, he was part of the road crew. He was, part of, he was, he was one, of the, one of the head guys up in the road crew. And, and uh, he had, if I knew who he was, I'd ask him to be on the show. Yeah. But uh, he... Uh, if anyone knows him or is listening, but send him our way. He, he had several stories. I talked to him a couple times, you know. Uh, 
about going on with uh, and how Paul would actually come up and uh, actually hug him, hug the hug the whole road crew and MGM. So there they are in Vegas. It looks like inside the car, inside the hall. The MGM, I, I saw Paul there, not this tour, but I saw him there later. That's a much smaller venue. It's much smaller and it's much larger than you would think it is, because it's just kind of back in the back of the casino, but it's still this, like, 12, 14,000 seat venue. That's pretty small. Well, it's, it's small, but, you know, you think about what's in... It sounds really good. Now you'll notice it's too many people, but how does Paul introduce it? Here's one for the Wings fans. Now what's the problem with that? That wasn't a Wings. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> too many people was on Ram, Paul. That wasn't a Wings song. Well, didn't their, the drummer play on this one from Wings? Danny Sywell. Yeah. He played, so, on, he played on this. Well, maybe Paul should read Alan Cozen's book. <laughs> A great book, folks, yeah. by the way. You know, since, since we're talking about this period in time since Paul's playing a song from it, uh, if you haven't picked up the part one of the McCartney Legacy, it is a tremendous book. Good read. Really good. Alan and Adrian have done pretty much as much work as Mark Lewison has done on the Beatles' side. Yeah. And, you know, he, really? he presents you with all the details and quite possibly more than you really want to know both in terms of whatever documentation is available about when they record songs where they record songs who was with them and the stories behind everything a lot of good information there a good part of the uh, show you get a lot of the stage McCartney playing versus audience the angle is also interesting uh, it goes from close-ups to the right-hand side of the stage where you see the whole band in profile almost I like that guitar that's, that's a neat guitar dress he's playing exactly <laughs> which is a pick on his forehead He's going to have to go and play the bass in a minute yeah. here. <laughs> and he's got, he's, he's got a tambourine in one hand and he's got, it looks like Abe Shaker's in the other. Paul keeps those percussion guys There's busy. There's a wing symbol. The audience is showing the wing symbol. The, the, that the, was the a wing two, song. Yeah, you know of, that, of course, yeah. <laughs> well, and you look at what's on the screen behind him. <laughs> As opposed to now, where the wing song he does is 1985. And I love 1985, and I don't want him to drop it, but I do wish we'd get too many people back yeah. in there. That's one of my favorite wing songs. <laughs> well, I mean, especially since Ram is back in vogue. Yeah. Who's he ever going to do Uncle Albert? 
are we going to get even a taste of backseat of my car? In 2017, Paul used just that little bit of backseat of my car as the intro. I think it was the intro to Hey Jude, you know, he does, he does the, the Hey Jude fake yeah. out. Yeah. But in 2017, his Hey Jude fake out was, we can make it to Mexico City, just like yeah. three bars of backseat of my car. Right. Are we even going to get that much, you think? Probably not. <laughs> I would flip if he did actually play it, but I Oh, so we, we moved on into, uh, came in through the bathroom window. Oh, that was a smooth transition, was it not? Yeah, I mean, it's the two songs together. It's almost kind of a medley. Rick Rubin. Oh, was that, was that him? The, the bearded fellow, yeah. He had a little darker hair back then. <laughs> <laughs> it's all white now. In 18 years, I'm going to do a special with you, Paul. <laughs> yeah. We're going to hang out by the Mellotron. So above the screens behind them, they've got lights, which I didn't kind of notice before. So we got spotlights coming through. I guess those would have been early LEDs. Because, you know, LEDs didn't take over until the 2010. Yeah. But those are awfully bright. Jack Nicholson. Probably uh, radiating some heat. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, again, that's why... Well, if they're LEDs, no, because... Uh, yeah, it wouldn't be. But if they're, if they're regular lights, yeah. And that may well be, because... Uh, one of the things they probably didn't want us to see, which you get, oh, Pamela Anderson. It's very scantily dressed. Yeah, a lot of quick uh, clips of all these celebrities. <laughs> Paul has this special, unique gift that he captures. I think that was Tom Brady. The essence of what human beings have to go through. Herbie Hancock. Hello, oh, Herbie. Himself is, a, is a great human being. We get Let It Be, but Let It Be is under folks talking. Who has that kind of caring about... So this is one that we, we, we get. The song's there, but... It's, 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 under, it's under people talking. I do believe... It would give me live candles out? No, I think only to a selective people. Okay, maybe. Certain notes make you feel better. I mean, you know, you've also got glow sticks and make you feel better Heart rate. this was so early that we hadn't quite moved to the <laughs> raise your phones era right the the app with the candle <laughs> the app with the phone <laughs> one of the few appearances of the magic piano in this show everything about us is musical our heart rate is rhythm well, the oh. magic piano has to our breath is come out every now and then, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was in the show. It's just all or almost all the songs where he's playing the magic piano seems to have been cut from the show. Back to Paul in, in the salmon shirt. Make you feel better when you feel bad. So this is Let It Be with Talk Over. Yeah, exactly. So, random crowd, and we, we go back to the end of it, but... Again, why do you do that? You do that because we just got Let It Be on the 
2001 live video, yeah. so, eh, yeah. okay. Paul, or whoever was doing the editing, was kind of thing. Eh. What shirt is he wearing? No that no more landmines that was the end of the heather mills era down to houston down to the uh, lbj space center okay go ahead and if you guys want to got 13 minutes to los space program terry verts the capcom coordinator because in anaheim paul actually got to play live for the folks up on the iss so again, that's twice. And they have to coordinate that. They had, exactly. You know, there's only a certain window of time. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got it's got to go over and it's got to be within the range. Yeah. And and if you watch this video, it's funny the way they're talking about. It. You know, you got the NASA guys. Really special tonight. We had to time this and we had to time that and we had to get it down to the millisecond on when we're going to begin. Literally. And then Paul, in his introduction, says, Oh, you know, they had all this high-tech, and, and I have this guy with a little card saying, Six minutes, Paul. <laughs> Are you ready? Here it is. We have nine minutes. Nine okay. Minutes. Well, looks like ISS would be just off the coast, west of uh, California, Anaheim. A couple of clocks with the timeline for the crew. The AO event is actually... The Johnson Space Center, which is in Clear Lake City, which is... Just south of where we are, probably a good 20 miles south of where we are right now. Tracks to a series of communication satellites that NASA runs. So they're discussing the logistics of this. Of how they, I, you know, in this case, uh, Paul McCartney and the. Uh, even 20 years later, this still kind of blows my mind away a little bit that they were able to do this. Okay. And get this hookup and have it go live. Now they're live at the concert. They got a split screen. They're live and they are interactive between the ISS and Paul and the crowd on stage. Pump it out to the big screens at the venue. Which is why they had to be in exactly the right position. And station, this is Houston on one. Video looks good. Stand by for a call on two. I guess the ISS relative to everything changes, and so when they pick the date based upon the time that. The, the station would be directly overhead. Right, right. So, I mean, it wasn't just, oh, we're, here's a random show. It's like, here's the show you can do it in, Paul. Right. People at NASA, you know, were split. That's pretty cool. The audience is like a little bit shocked and stunned. And really all I had was a guy in the pit. He's got a card. Carney's talking about the guy in the pit, yeah. We are so high tech. It's a different outfit from Paul yet again. You got a striped hoodie on. We're good to go. We're well, gonna go now. And so, once again, here we are. The big screen. You got you got the guys on the space station, and you got Paul on the stage. The crowd is giving them a a big cheer. I wonder if they could see Paul. I'm sure they could. I'm sure the feed was going was a bi-directional yeah. feed. We'd like to wake you up with a little bit of English tea. Here we go. The song is English Tea. It's one of those songs off of Chaos that I love a lot. It's funny. It's almost kind of a rebel song. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it. it yeah. You know, it's... It's Paul making fun of himself, which is something he doesn't do quite enough. Would you get 
I, I can envision Dirk McQuickly just yeah, just playing this, just playing this song. But it's not mean. It's just humorous enough. It's the sort of thing that Eric Idle was so brilliant at. You know, making it so English and so perfect without necessarily being mean or being too far off. Abe is conducting with his... You can see Abe in the back. He's kind of miming the song. A little. Mi- miming conducting with his drumstick there. But... And then this is being piped into the... International Space Station. That was how they were were waking up this morning. So these folks at this show got the treat. <laughs> oh, I don't know if it's exactly live because they, the guy, the guys in the space station on the screen look a little bit. Well, what's going on here? Of course, we don't know that they were even necessarily... You, you know they didn't know the song. I can't imagine that the astronauts had any idea. It's like, let me think, what album is this off of? Not Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it must be the White Album. <laughs> well, something. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's not like they're making faces or frowning or anything where it's like... No, but they're what, looking at each other they're looking and going, sort of wondering. Like, what, what, what is this? Uh, do we know what this is? I mean... In all likelihood, they had no it's idea. Not. They hadn't been down to Sound Warehouse yeah, to pick up their copy. Their, they're having their breakfast <laughs> in their uh, space station suits. We are honored again that you have joined us. They say some really nice words about how they consider Paul an explorer. And yeah, okay, fine. Of course, have ranged everywhere from music to fashion. And I guess even now, uh, you've become an author, and we're all targeted toward the same thing, and that's ensuring a bright future for the young people in our planet. And as they say, it's from Houston, okay. although it's Clear Lake, but... Live from Houston. What are you next? <laughs> okay, all right. They get the tax money. <laughs> that was really cool. I... Oh, it's one of the highlights. It's showing off the zero gravity. External shots of the ISS. Paul making up in space. Well, I mean, Bill Shatner just did yeah. not too long ago. Right. If, Why not? If Paul wanted, if he has a desire, he, probably, has a desire to, he probably could. I've got a this was. I got a feeling when I got a feeling was relatively new, and they used those graphics. All the way up until last year. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> I remember the speaker. The speaker. <laughs> and again, see, when you go in up close, you can see just how pixelated those speakers are. Right. <laughs> they use the the speaker graphics all the way through to there's, there's Jack again. Yep. So now this is the part moving forward this year for. Nowadays, yeah, after Get Back, they used the machine learning, they used Mal, they isolated John's vocal from the roof, and so John gets to sing along, or, or Paul gets to sing along with the track of John. And I, at this time, it was Abe who was doing John's part. 
if you watch this clip, Abe is the one who's singing the Everybody Got a Hard Year. Oh, it's a rocking song, regardless of who is uh, accompanying Paul. Again, Rusty on the guitar. I mean, except for the John Lennon thing, this is one that I would kind of like to see him replace it with a George Let It Be song. For You Blue or All Things Must Pass, he's done those before. This was the first time that they had done I Got a Feeling. Again, it's a standard now, but at that point in time, you know, this was brand new and, you know, we're going to get to Helter Skelter. That was a big deal at the time. Oh, yeah. In 2005, that was the first time Paul had done Helter Skelter back on the stage. And it was magnificent. I mean, <laughs> well, and, hearing it live. And it, it still is. I mean, you know. You've heard our story from Orlando that during Helter Skelter, the skies opened up and we, right. we, got, we got heat lighting. That was just so cool. It's like, God approves. Right. It was just... Coincidental, but it happened. But yeah, it happened at just the right time. Now they're playing this song out, so that's good. You get a good full number here. They don't cut it. <laughs> they are pretty good about playing songs all the way through. This video has its advantages and has its, what, are, what is he doing with his daughter there? The one shot of a pregnant woman, a very heavily pregnant woman. Well, you get a lot of miscellaneous shots of audience. Well, I, like I said, you know, we're, hey, we've been we've been at this now for. I don't remember signing a document allowing my picture to be on this movie. <laughs> that is actually on the ticket. Jack Nicholson again. It's on the ticket. I got a, a number of different things. The Peichel family. We got tons and tons of McCartney here. Russian dolls. I'm prohibited from having Beatles. So this is the second family that we've seen. So, okay, it's, it wasn't the other family that met Paul. This is, this, is this a different family? It's this family that, that meets Paul. And what makes them so special? The generational the, the, thing? The, the, maybe the generational thing. The, the kids, the parents, and the, and the grandparents, yeah. Columbus t-shirts. And Ashley, this one is yours, so you'll see. And they made shirts for the kids. Aww. You know, I spell out Paul on each one of the... Uh, T-shirts. Now, I mean, you know, we're fans, but we don't go around telling everybody, oh, we're going to the Paul McCartney show. Like, the hotel guys don't know. 
Thank you very much. Here's a family of nine people all wearing Paul McCartney shirts. Do you think they're going to the concert? Nah, they're going to. Uh, they're going to see BTS. Paul Schaefer's show down in the uh, coffee bar. No, they're going. They're going to see BTS. That's what they're doing. You can just flip it. Making their signs. I know we're going there. Are we gonna eat supper? Which one? Which one is you? There's a few things in life we're gonna skip, and supper's one of them. Grandma and I are neither end of you guys. It's a good family. Get like a dozen people in the family. They're walking down the road. They're getting excited. They've made signs that read "Follow Me." Three generations. Three generations. Three generations. Our children and our grandchildren. Well, they're getting in backstage. Yeah, th that's why I kind of wonder, did they buy soundtrack? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just came in to say, hi, how you doing? You just don't know what this means to my husband. Oh. <laughs> you just don't know. So we got shots of Paul walking. It, Paul doesn't do meet and greets. We got shots of Paul walking down this. It looks kind of like it's backstage. Is that all yet? He's wearing his stage outfit. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It looks like it's kind of backstage. And that is what they do when you do sound check. When you do sound check, they gather you. So, the show starts at 8 o'clock, roughly. They gather you there at 3 o'clock. And then they take you into the backstage, uh, basically the lounge area. They feed you? They feed you. You get dinner, you get, usually you get like a free Sunday bar, and you get open bar, but not, it's not hard liquor, it's just beer and wine. Yeah. But if you want hard liquor, you gotta pay for hard liquor. But, but you uh, don't get to see any of the band members? No, no nobody actually, no, nobody actually comes down, and then, and then when Paul shows up, and they herd you out, you see sound check, then they let for the show. Well, and you're still in the building before the doors open, so they then let you go and get your merchandise. So you, oh, can, before, you the before the crowds, then you can go to your seat. And so the follow me. This is a song which I liked all of Chaos, but it's a song that's been slightly forgotten. I think. Yeah, they don't obviously play this anymore. Well, not only do they not play it anymore, it's. You have to be a pretty hardcore Paul fan to even remember this song. Well, I remember it. Well, I mean, I remember summer. <laughs> I remember summer '59, which was the B-side to the physical single, and it's right. now finally digital with the box set, with the digital box set that came out last year. But it's a good song. Yeah, it is. But it's just, it's a moment in time. 05, 06. Like he's promoting the album as well, so you're going to hear some of those songs from the album. Again, that's why I kind of hope that he replaces the... Egypt Station songs with stuff off of McCartney yeah, 3. Yeah. You know, like I say, we're, we're going to get two or three new songs, hopefully, and if nothing else, I hope we get like two songs off of McCartney 3.
there's no reason to promote Egypt Station anymore. I mean, there's barely any reason to promote McCarty 3 anymore, but... That's, that's the last album? That's the last album. And although, you know, there we are getting the rumors that he may have a new album out mid to late next year. No, we won't hear any of those songs. Yeah, we, I know. I'm, I'm just saying that it's, it's a possibility. But you never know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Follow me. Paul waving to the crowd. Yeah, I think among the fans, Chaos is still probably one of the favorite records of the... Yeah, it's it's on my playlist for the last, you know, 20 years. Yeah. There's Steve Jobs. ...of these songs by the guy that wrote them. Maybe for the last time in our lives. As you said, this was before the iPhone, so Steve Jobs was big, but he wasn't quite a superstar. Really made me think of what it must have been like. The CEO of all CEOs. But it's nice that they got him in here. Oh, he's mostly he's just talking about Paul and technology and. He's not saying anything about the iPhone coming it, out. <laughs> it, it, it didn't <laughs> exist yet. iPhone 1? Yeah, exactly. It came out in 09, right? The first iPhone. Uh, yeah. 08, 09. 08, 09, yeah. So, oh, I mean, again, the audience has Nokia flip phones. Jenny Wren, it's the Blackbird-alike. Right, right. Another really great song yeah, off, of, off of the Chaos album, yeah. He's on, he's on stage by, by himself. himself, yeah. The screens behind him were showing a version of the cover, although if you look closely, the laundry in front of Paul is actually flapping in the screens. So they did something a little bit oh, animated. Animated. <laughs> a little a little bit fancy with it. And Paul can sure pick on that acoustic. I think Paul's probably happiest as a guitar player now now Abe comes in a little bit because we gotta get some drums in you know I think he doesn't mind playing bass I think he likes playing bass but I think given his druthers he would be a guitar yeah. player yeah, he would be playing definitely six string instrument so what what's uh, Wicks playing back there Wicks is playing the accordion Rolling accordion. I kind of wish they'd go back and do something like this. I mean, I I like the setup now with the house that comes out, but it's been it's played out a little yeah, bit. You know, it has getting kind of old. We may see something different. Yeah, see, there, there's the laundry flopping. I see. That's the backyard. Yeah, chaos and creation in the backyard. Again, they're using that Eleanor Rigby effect. You've got Paul on stage, and you got ghostly images of the crowd. Abe is always enjoying himself. He's a passionate drummer. 
And as you say, Paul could still hit the high notes. You know, this is a song that I think he'd have trouble doing these days. Not that he would. I mean, even then, he had with. He has to pace himself now. Ever so slightly running into some issues. I do like Wicks playing the accordion. That really started with the Unplugged show. We playing We Can Work It Out. Yeah, we, he played a couple songs with the accordion. Uh, we Can Work Out was yeah. one of them. They were playing some kind of... Linda, Linda, was, Linda was playing a, like a, a little harmonium yeah. type thing. Yeah. Although, uh, you know, I talked about Unplugged with John Stone a while back. It's like, Linda just doesn't do very much in that show. <laughs> which is a, a little bit funny, but... Can you imagine if he wasn't? More, more backstage at Ellen DeGeneres. Was that at, at her talk show? Yeah, it was their talk show. There's some old footage. The report of a this, is the, this is Minnesota, the infamous <laughs> the underage girl in the yeah, Beatles yeah. room. And, I, you know, <laughs> these rock and roll shows are like a traveling uh, circus. I remember acquiring that, that VHS like in 1980. Good Times video. <laughs> Never come back to Minneapolis, and I. But this comes from the TV station because it's got the TV station bug in the corner of it. it. Does. A typical traveling troupe, much like the one. Was. The one we had. Not only did it look worse than this, although not a lot worse than this, yeah. it, it had a little white GT in the corner. Yeah. yeah. And here's here's Halter Skelter, which nowadays, while it's still great, it's. Kind of slightly old hat because, well, we've seen him doing it now for 18 years. Oh, yeah. But at the time, it was special. And uh, if you have problems with, like, blinking lights, <laughs> uh, you might want to turn yeah. the TV off now. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of blinking lights, a little random lights, and a lot of quick cuts that upset my stomach. <laughs> but I'll be okay, folks. Don't worry about me. I do like the video behind them again, which they're they're still using more or less, not completely in that same format, but in a very similar format to this day. The, the roller coaster going up and down. Well, I mean, it's a helter skelter, which, right, right. or at least our version of a helter skelter, because we don't really have the real British helter skelters here. I have one in my backyard. You didn't see it? Oh, we'll you it later. okay? You have a little window that you can slide down. <laughs> Well, you probably can't slide down it, but... Uh, I'm not sliding down anything now, Ed. I will break something. Your knees won't make it through that. And now... And this is one of the few times they actually start to use effects. They, they, they go and put Paul in slow motion. And I'm not quite sure why <laughs> they do that. Who was directing this again? The band is playing well. We're coming into the last section of the show here. Oh yeah, because this was typically one of the last songs. Part of the encore. Encore, yeah. 
as much as I will sometimes complain about him playing the same songs, the last third of the show is absolute perfection. The way he's got it set up now, everything, you know, living that guy into Hey Jude and then into the encore. Do you miss yesterday? No. Okay. <laughs> About, I guess, three years ago, he stopped playing yesterday. Yeah, I know. I, like <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this is a concert. You gotta yeah. have a pace to it. The only way I would really want Yesterday back is if he did actually carry some live strings with him. Oh, that would be nice. I told you the story that I'm one of the fortunate few who got to see Yesterday with live strings in San Francisco at Golden Gate Park. Brought on the quartet and... Nice. And did Yesterday with live strings. You have that on your video? I have a video copy of it, yeah. I don't have a video of, of the soundtrack, and I've also told you that story yeah, as yeah. well. <laughs> Paul got mad at them. <laughs> Turn off the screens! Did you make Paul mad? I didn't make Paul mad. The quartet made Paul mad. Okay. Made them turn off the screens. I've got to talk to you without all those people out there knowing what I'm saying to you. Getting a little bit too intimate there with, with the fans. <laughs> Asian woman blowing kisses at Paul. Paul has written songs that went through some... Ooh, I'd like to have that Sgt. Pepper album signed by Paul. Marketed on, on tangible, you know... People coming up to Paul in the limo. This music. Paul doesn't sign autographs for the limo. <laughs> that, that, that again, is something that was staged for... Yeah. And now they live inside of people's minds and their souls so that... The limo does not stop for crowds. The limo would just drive right on. Well, it slows down. It'll do that. They let you wave at Paul. <laughs> yes, that, that's a divine... You'll get about 10 seconds of really pretty close FaceTime, actual FaceTime, not FaceTime like on the computer with Paul, but... And it's still unexperienced. Well, so here we are. We're into yesterday. It's an Epiphone acoustic. The, yep. With the Detroit Red Wing sticker on it yeah. still. Flipped over, left-handed. Suddenly. Uh, it's the three quarters version of yesterday that he played. What you can say is that you saw him in 76, you saw him play the full yesterday. Even by 89, he had cut it down to the to the three quarters yesterday. Hey, Richard Corey? Yep. Simon and Garfunkel song. I say Play it's still a face. I remember that. <laughs> it's still a great song. Oh, but it's a classic. I mean, it is. But they but as, played it as, as, as part of the show. If it's there, great. Uh, but I 
don't hugely miss well, it. Yeah, I mean, that wouldn't be heartbreaking. If you played it again, that... Too many people. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but... You gotta pick one, Paul. I mean, as opposed to... I think it's run its course. Obviously, he seems to think so as well. There's a reason why Hey Jude is still on the set and Yesterday is not. It's the eight-minute Hey Jude, is it not? Well, it, <laughs> yes. That, that's three songs right there in that eight-minute And, I mean, you in this video, I don't miss that they didn't include it in this video that much, although we did get a little tiny bit uh, with one of the talkovers. Yeah. Although I did like when Paul used to do the two encores thing. You know, he'd do an encore, and then he'd come back and do a second oh, encore. Yeah. Uh, you know, now he's kind of condensed it into a single encore. Paul riding a horse. Maybe that's Arizona, I don't know, or is, or is that, that in... Be. That could be. Thousands of years. Mm. And I think whenever... You, when you see too much green, Arizona would be like... Maybe. Not that much green. <laughs> I would think. But, yeah... The, that would be Arizona. That's a beach. That's, that's a Arizona. beach. And, and there, there he is in his striped hoodie again. That was the intro. That's the, that was the, that's the same the same from the intro. That yep. was the intro video. Now we see... On the exit is... Maybe the Hamptons, maybe. Maybe I don't know. Oh, get back! Get back! It's always a crowd pleaser. Now get back! It appeared in the eighty-nine, ninety tours. Howard, Howard Stern, yeah. Every once in a while, they'll throw in a celebrity. That must be New York, then. <laughs> Get Back is now commonplace. It was more slightly a treat at that point in time. Even if he'd played it before, it wasn't like a yeah. regular thing. Now it's every show. And given the film, he's never going to oh. drop Get Back. No. Every show from now until when he does really stop. I've got a feeling, get back, but not let it be. But, <laughs> well, no, let it be maybe in there. It's Long and Winding Road that, that seems to have disappeared. Another instance where this video, where they didn't show Long and Winding Road, matches more with the current set. Yeah. Yeah, it was what... Six or seven years ago, they dropped Long Money Road. It's been that long? Yeah. Time flies. The crowd seems to be loving Get Back. Crowd having lots of fun, yes. And Paul has a good time playing this. I mean, why would he play songs that he doesn't enjoy. Well, again, that may be why he dropped yesterday. It's like, okay, I've played this one more time than I really yeah, want to. It's kind of dragging it for a live show, you know? So. I mean, he's going to play songs he wants to play and partially what the audience wants to hear. 
he does say that he arranges his set list by if I were to go and see that guy, what would I want to see him play? Yeah. They do the little reprise. Yep. Get back. And as I keep saying, Abe is just so good. Yeah, Abe is just a natural. He's a ham back there. Does any does any dance like a? Is it? He, 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 the, yeah. the water. The he, water does, he does. The, he does the sprinkler thing. Oh, yeah. One of the songs. Not in this show, but. No. Uh, started doing that recently. So this was the end of Paul's marriage to Heather Mills. You know, that's why the No More Landmines shirt shows up occasionally, but only occasionally. I think Paul tried to cut around it as much as possible. <laughs> it's like the New York City, the Maisel's Brothers films of Paul in New York. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> You would never know from the way it's cut that Heather was in, like, 90% of the film. Because the way, the way the final product is, it's like, there's three shots of Heather and that's it. Little kids in Sergeant Pepper suits, isn't that cute? How could anybody? So all you have to do is wear your Sergeant Pepper suit and get on stage? Well, uh, we're, we're gonna, you're going to bo- go, bo- go borrow Joe's? Go borrow Joe's, as I hadn't maybe ever been at a concert. Just opening. There's Cameron Crowe again. Emotionally and creatively and artistically. So they're showing. I guess it's getting towards the end. Yeah, getting, yeah. They're showing a lot of uh, shots of Paul Stanley yet again. Connection. I mean, a lot of people don't know that Kiss really are big Beatles fans. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, they, they really are. Makes Paul McCartney. So is Ozzy Osbourne. Well, as we know, yeah, I mean, Ozzy, yeah, well, <laughs> McCartney at that Howard Stern interview. You know, speaking speaking of the the 2001 Maisel's Brothers footage, that that was where that came from, right? And not how it actually ended, but here you go. It's the last song in the video. Paul playing, please, please me. Is there anything better? Can't get any better than this, folks. Here is the No More Landmine shirt that he's yeah, wearing. He's wearing that. He, he, he used to wear it for the entire encore. So I guess there were some shows where he didn't wear it. Like, we're using those, but for Please Please Me, he's like, no, this is the best performance. Yeah. So, so we got a couple of copies of this on video. And, Band is rocking too. They're playing it pretty, pretty much on the original beat, the cadence. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's going pretty good. Wicks on harmonica, not synth. It's actually harmonica. Yep. Folks. And you can actually understand what Paul is saying. I don't want to sound complaining, but you know there's always rain in my heart. John Lennon, on the original record, forget about it. I don't want to sound complaining, but you know there's always rain in my heart. There's only so much information that John can process. <laughs> you know. 
Well, he always remembered small coat from Memphis, didn't he? <laughs> Even though it's not right, that's the words. You know, once you're stuck with something, you know. You're not gonna move it, yep. Someone was crying in the audience who was way too young when this song actually <laughs> came out. Yeah, Tom Wignotti said, I hate when they cut the people crying because it makes me cry. It doesn't make me cry, but it's still like, I get it. It's a little <laughs> bit of emotional, over-emotional maybe. There's the crowd doing the big bow. He's given us a great gift. A little bit more appalled. This the ending sequence now? Uh, yeah, we're, we're, about to, we're about to move into the, the credits. A perfect blend. He's signing stuff for folks. The confetti's falling. Kissing babies, like he's... Kissing babies. Same thing, that there's more than just this. A fully grown woman in uh, John Lennon's Sgt. Pepper suit. Put a finger on it. I don't think I really would want And, you know, Paul talking about, oh, here's why I love the crowds. And I, and I, I don't think he's exaggerating. I think he really does love playing for people. That we've got a great humanity. Yeah, well, in particular, he likes to turn the lights on, you know, so <laughs> yeah. he can see the crowd. With each other. The end where you see Paul sort of skipping away from the camera. Although the end, go, the, the end credits go on longer than that, so we're going to see him turn around and skip back towards us. He's doing that skip dance, I guess is what it is. And that's kind of like the t-shirts from last year where you yeah, where you saw Paul right. walking that's away right. into the distance, which is you know one of those hints that this may be his last tour, but it wasn't. That's a long um, credit run here. It doesn't fade to black yet. No, it doesn't. That's why I say it goes on long enough that Paul's still walking away from us. He's still walking away from us. John what do you Hamill. Think this is his home? It may be. This, Scotland, maybe? No, that's. He didn't live in Scotland. He didn't. He stopped really going to the mall that much when Linda was sick. Yeah. Now he's walking back now towards us. <laughs> what did the director say? It's like. Okay, no, we still got more credits, Paul. Turn around. So that is that the little piano thing that they're playing at the credit? An original? I don't know. I. It's a little piano. It could be. Little jam. Do we get song credits? Uh, we have to get song credits at the end here. Let's see what we get. What's coming up? All the stations that gave them something. Oh, they just. Uh, da, 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 da. There's a ton of credits, folks. Credit everyone. 1980. They didn't play 1985. Oh well. Maybe not. Nope. So it fades to black. And there's the juggler. MLB. MLB. And that's it, folks. There you go. This is available on YouTube. All in all, it's a really fun video. I enjoyed it. You know, I haven't watched the videos since it was released. So yeah, I think long. for most of us, this has kind of just <laughs> sat on our shelves. Not because it's a bad video, but it's just because we haven't had reason to pull it out. I mean, I did watch the Blu-ray 
maybe six or seven years ago. How's the quality? I mean, Blu-ray? It's Blu-ray quality. It's full high def as opposed to DVD. Yeah. You know, so it's... And there's additional songs? The same as the DVD. Okay. So the bonuses, just for those of you asking, a whole lot of shaking going on, friends to go, and how kind of you from the sound check. So you get a couple more songs. Additional interviews with Paul, the band, and the tour crew. The full U.S. pre-show film and liner notes introduction by Cameron Crowe. So that is the bonuses you get on the DVD or the Blu-ray. Okay. Uh, we're not going to review them or go through them commentary-wise here, but it's worth the time. If you have it, or even if you don't, nowadays you can pick it up on Amazon used for Oh, I would imagine. You know, five, five or six bucks. Probably go to your local bookstore and they might have a or, uh, copy you know, at half price. And it, may, and it may well be in your local library yeah. if you just want to check it out. It, uh-huh. It's worth actually pulling and blowing the dust off your DVD player to get through the bonuses. But this feature itself, the hour and 56 minutes, really nice. It wasn't a bad deal. But, you know, thanks for uh, bringing this particular topic up, Ed. Yeah, well, yeah, um, since I like you said uh, since I've watched the video, had to get a dust, got my dust uh, buster. Got your got your air canister, blow the dust it up out really of it. Good. But I mean, you know, like you say, <laughs> since since I I figured we needed to do a McCartney live show, since well, that's that's where we're at. We're in. It's coming. It's up, coming folks. up, and like you say, I, I do look forward to it. And so so you you have agreed. So after the show, we'll be staying up till. Midnight or 1 a.m. Broadcasting live to you folks on Facebook. That's right, folks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that has been Paul McCartney, The Space Within Us. It's not the space within U.S., the space within us. Or not the space between us. But not the space between us. Which is a lyric in Sgt. Pepper, right? Yeah. Maybe Paul should do Within You Without You. There you go. I like that. <laughs> Trivia time. To buddy George. All right. So we will be back next week with the new show. Be safe, folks. Subscribe to When They Was Fab on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, or wherever finer podcasts are found. Please join our Facebook group, and we could be reached at When They Was Fab and on Gmail. The opening theme was written, produced, and recorded by Jay Young Kim, Beaster Famine Studios, San Francisco, California.
Shaking going on in San Jose. Free. I tell you one thing, there's sickness going on and there's some good people doing work in hospitals, but they got no bread to do it on. Not only are they working in a miserable condition with sick people, but they're, they're scraping the barrel for funds to keep going. 